You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. And now, Jeff Fisher. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight. You know, as I'm driving here tonight to get here, I, I find myself uh, in a road rage mentality. No, I'm not going to do my stand-up act. <laughs> I get an introduction like that, and then it's like I want to go into the whole stand-up act. And then I and then I realize, Jeff, it's your stupid chewing the fat podcast. Hey, you don't want. First of all, I'm not standing up. Okay, that's not happening. I'm sitting. Second, second, my, I need a new knee. All right, that's why I'm not standing. All right, I've already got one knee replacement. This other knee is needs to be replaced. I go to see the the doc. Well, you've been through it before. I, don't, I can't tell you anything new. When you can't walk, come on back. Let me know when you want to do it. Okay, well, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. And that's what happened to the last time. The Doc said, uh, you know, when you can't walk, let me know. And I crawled to the bathroom in tears, not being able to walk on it. And I call him and he goes, well, I guess it's time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which surprises me because, uh, you know, speaking of uh, myself, uh, you know, bones and healing, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Supreme Court Justice, uh, we get news today that she fell uh, earlier this week uh, in her office and went home and then realized that she was still hurting and not doing well. So they took her to the hospital and she fractured three ribs and uh, she's fine uh, and, you know, she's okay. But... Uh, I mean, what's Ruth Bader now? A hundred, just under a hundred, and so she, uh, you know, she fractured three ribs. It'll take some time to heal, even even though she's in she's in really good shape for her age. I know that, or at least she appears to be. Um, but I find it fascinating that the first thing I thought of was when they told me that she fell and she went to the hospital. I thought, oh, if it's a hip, that's it, and it was just ribs. So I'm thinking, ah, she'll be fine. But we find that uh, when people get uh, elderly, uh, when they fall and break a hip, um, they usually progress toward death before they progress toward life. And it's a strange thing, but that's just the way it is. I also found out some fascinating news today that uh, I I believe that... uh, I'm a sociopath, a psychopath. Uh, I am a, a narcissistic, everyday sadism. I, my trait, I have trait aggression uh, because I drink uh, black coffee. Uh, they did a study at uh, Innisbrook in Austria, the University of Innisbrook, and you know I love the University of Innisbrook fighting Austrians. Uh, of more than a thousand men and women who self-reported their taste preferences and answered a questionnaire that assessed their uh, Machiavellianism, their psychopathy, their narcissism, uh, and um, they found that those who preferred bitter flavors often exhibited qualities that make them appear bitter themselves. In addition, these people often revealed sadistic or even psychopathic characteristics. In other words, evidence shows that people with psychopathic tendencies tend to prefer their coffee black. 
The present research has demonstrated that bitter taste preferences are associated with 549 more pronounced malevolent personality traits, especially robustly and everyday sadism. Yay! So, I either have to start drinking my coffee with cream and sugar, or just stick to black and know that I'm whacked out of my mind. Because it also noted that um, research said that those who prefer sweet tastes are sweet themselves to the extent that they tend to exhibit more pro-social personality characteristics. In general, the entire study argues that there's something to the saying, you are what you eat. <laughs> that all from the University of Innsbruck in Austria, which is, I mean, gorgeous this time of year. I have been to Austria in my mind. In my mind, I've traveled. I used to have a friend of mine go there. I used to have a friend of mine go to Austria every year and teach uh, water skiing during the summer. And he was always after me to come over there. Yeah, I was busy. New time. Sorry. I know it's beautiful. And uh, do I want to water ski all summer in Austria? Eh. Might have been fun. Probably should have took him up on it. So we had. uh, We have a man. I'm sorry. A transgender woman who's filing human rights complaints against 16 women for refusing to wax him there. Stop it. Yesterday we saw the story of the wannabe uh, transgender uh, male who told police, she was arrested, he was arrested uh, three or four times, told police uh, that he was a she, they asked her, him, him, her, uh, if been through the surgery, he, she lied, said yes. So, and they didn't believe he, she, so they checked and they put her into cells with the males. And apparently bad things happened. Now, I don't want bad things to happen to anyone anywhere let alone jail. But can we say that why is that the jailer's fault that she lied and she wants to uh, say that she's a she and that just makes it so? No. You don't get to just say you're something and then that makes it so. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Now, I say that And then we go to a man in Europe who believes that he is now 20 years younger and he believes it because that's uh, the way it is. He gets to believe it. Now, the 69-year-old Dutchman is suing to legally change his age. Now, is it for real? Maybe, maybe not. He's just trying to make a point, I think, a real point that uh, he can do things at 49 that he can't do at 69 but the point is is that he really can do uh he's a motivational speaker and he said he'd have better luck dating he'd have better luck gaining employment uh, he'd have better luck purchasing uh homes and vehicles if he were younger on paper okay uh when i'm 69 when i'm 69 i'm limited if i'm 49 i can buy a new house drive a different car i can take up more work uh when i'm on tinder and it says 69, I get, uh, and I don't get any answers. No swipes. 
Uh, when I'm 49, I get some swipes. So uh, he said, you can change your name. You can change your gender. Why not age? Genius. And that's exactly what we've been saying for how long now? Just because you say it doesn't make it so. We tell our kids all the time, you can, you can call it whatever you want. It's still what it is. I don't care what you call it. You can call yourself a horse. Okay, you're a horse. Guess what? You're still a human. Uh, but I want to call myself, I'm a rock. Okay, you're a rock. But in real life, um, you're not. Now, this guy, uh, in uh, <laughs> I, I love the idea, and I wish I would have done it myself, uh, Rattleband, um, wants, uh, wants to change his age legally from 69 to 49. And it'll be, it'll be fun to watch this case and see if they allow it. Because they might. They might allow it. Because, uh, you know, look. When you go to the doc and let's say they give you a scan or whatever, the, the medical community will say, ooh, for a 49-year-old, you've got a body of a six to a 70-year-old. Yeah, that's weird how that works. But in his mind, he's, you know, he's 50 years old. I, good luck. I want that to happen. Anyone, like, for, for instance, myself, I'd like to say that I'm 150, all right? Because really, I'm pushing like 300 right now. I certainly feel that old. And uh, so if I say I'm 150, bingo, people are swiping right on Tinder. Is it right or left? So you know I love Samsung. I mean, I have a Samsung uh, 9 Plus. I love it. Uh, Great size. And I'm a fan. So... I see that Samsung has now teased us with their foldable smartphone. All right. Now, it's a great idea. And I, I don't, I don't want to hear your, oh, they had folding phones before back in the ancient days. I know that. And I like those. However, what they're talking about is not a folding phone like the, fo- the flip phones. They're talking about a phone that opens up and you make it. In, that's a tablet for you. And then you close it, and that front screen is your phone screen again, your home screen, which is a really cool idea, and I like it. However, the one that they're showing, that I see that they're showing, doesn't look like it's big enough. And, I mean, I realize that those are words I'm used to hearing. Eh, it really doesn't look like it's big enough. <laughs> so. However, I mean, if you're going to have something open up, to tablet you want it bigger right you make it big enough you do you just that's the way it should be people want bigger phones because they have the tablets now they like you like the idea of having two separate have two separate things of the phone and the tablet and making them separate but i kind of like the idea of one if the technology lets the tablet be what the separate tablet is right because now i've got the this uh this tablet now the surface pro which i'm just now getting used to but i like the separation of being able to separate the keyboard and still having a keyboard i like that although the keyboard is really sensitive and i've got these uh beautiful soft hands 
I mean, I could be a hat model. And uh, they clunk around on that keyboard, so <laughs> I have to be really careful with it. But uh, I like the idea. I just hope they, they do it right. And congratulations are in order. Uh, Magic 8-Ball, Uno, and Pinball itself inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. I mean, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> if we had the actual people from the Strong Museum in Rochester on, maybe we'd give them a little bit of love like that. I mean, who knew that the Toy Hall of Fame was in Rochester? Uh, you know, I, 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 we have to talk to these people at the Hall of Fame, the Toy Hall of Fame in Rochester, the Strong Museum. I think the Strong Museum is like Bill Strong from Rochester decided to have a put his toys in the garage or something. So we got to talk to him and find what it is. So Magic 8-Ball, who, who, I mean, who doesn't love the Magic 8-Ball? You play with that all the time. Uh, Uno, I am like an Uno master. Uh, my parents uh, played Uno and Euchre for years and years and years in, my, in our house as a kid growing up. And I am a Uno and Euchre master. Uh, I know that Chris has no idea what the game Euchre is, but it's a card game and it's played with... Uh, with card, with the actual deck of cards, I'm uh, cut also, down. I'm also the Uno King in my house. <laughs> oh so. well, you could be the king in your house. Okay, all right. I am uh, like the king of Uno. Uh, a period. I I think we need to put this on the table. I have no problem defeating I, you in that game. Here have it no is. No problem. I officially challenge you, Jeff Fisher, in a Uno match on Facebook Live, a weekend. Come on. Me and you. You're on. Uno. You're on. We're on? We're on. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't support gambling, but, you know, if we have to gamble, we have to gamble. That's okay. just part of life. That's fine. Uh, if you're, do you want to play, do you want to just have a classic Uno classic deck? Classic Uno. Classic Uno deck. Actually, you know what? Oh, I want a brand new your... Uno deck. Uh, it's never been opened. On the table. Oh, setting demands now? Yes. Because you're I You're the know. one that challenged me. That's fine. And I want this to be officially like I want this well, to get, be you know what? Get the Uno Na- get Uno National on okay. the phone. And let's have this officially sanctioned. Yes. As an Uno an Uno game. Yes. And we'll do I'm all for that. You all for that? I am oh my gosh. I think we need to make something out of this. I am I'm gonna I, kick oh, your Oh I want to crush you so bad with Uno. Oh my gosh. So they were chosen. We're talking about the Strong Museum in Rochester for the Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, the honorees, Magic Eight Ball, Uno, and Pinball, of course, were uh, chosen from a field of twelve finalists. Okay, so American Girl Dolls, uh, Chalk, what? Shoots uh, and Ladders, uh, the Fisher Price Corn Popper, uh, Masters of the Universe. Sled, Tic Tac Toe, Tickle Me Elmo, and Tudor Electric Football. I was a big fan of electric football. I had all the classic electric football games. My grandfather gave them to me as a little kid. The um, 65 previous honorees include uh, playthings ranging from the stick and cardboard box to Barbie and Lionel trains. Now, I, apparently pinball is making a big uh, rebound. Uh, because they, I didn't know that they had the International Flipper Pinball Association. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of the the IFPA, the International Flipper Pinball Association. But uh, there were 500 players and 50 competitions worldwide uh, in 2006 and 2017. There are 55,000 players. Wow, that's a big jump. In 10 years, uh, 500 to 55,000, 4,500 competitions, that's huge. Uh, That's a big jump for the International Flipper Pinball Association. It doesn't say here, however, that there's an actual UNO national forum, but we're going to find that out because I will defeat Chris Cruz in UNO. Let's go to the break room, get a drink. I'm really thirsty, and I've got some headlines for you. All right, so we're just talking about the Toy Museum. And uh, I I saw a story uh, yesterday that was fascinating to me, that video games beat blockbuster movies out of the gate. And, you know, when you think about it, you think, well, I guess that could be right. That might be happening. Yeah. I mean, look at the numbers. Um, Avengers Infinity War 2018. All right, $641 million uh, through the first Sunday after launch, okay? Uh, the rate fate of the furious 2017 542 million star wars force awakens 2015 529 million you think that's you know that's an awful lot of money that's huge right uh grand theft auto 5 2013 billion dollars first three days red dead redemption 2 2018 we just talked about it being released not long ago. First three days after launch, $725 million. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 2018 is in last place through them all. Come to think of it, well, that shouldn't even be on the list. They only made $500 million. Pfft, Nothing. Three days, $500 million, and they're, and they're, I mean, they're at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the list of the, of the video games. And right there at the bottom of the list of the uh, of the movies, but that really is misleading because they're giving you a whole week for the movies. Yeah, over the weekend, right? So it could be four days in today's world. It's really four days, but they're saying three days. We'll give them three days, and they're at the bottom of that. And it's still the bottom is five hundred million. <laughs> that is amazing. So when you talk about uh, video games and your kids are talking to you about video games, telling you how cool everything is and uh, and you not paying attention, maybe you ought to pay attention a little bit because those companies are making a, a fortune. Also, uh, congratulations are in order to uh, Ariana Grande uh, because uh, because she's Ariana Grande. Okay, that's why we're thanking her. We're, we're congratulating her for her for her song, Thank You, Next. Breaks the single-day Spotify record for a female artist twice. Twice! The first day, huge, breaks the record. Thank you, congratulations. Second day, again, breaks that one. Thank you, Next. Now, it didn't hurt that she released it a few hours before she went on Saturday Night Live to perform it. That's my new single. Uh, thank you. Next, and uh, we just dropped it. So go ahead and get it. <laughs> Amazing. 
I mean, congratulations for her. I mean, that's right. I mean, thank you. Next uh, breaks its own record the following day. I told you the second day, eight point five million Spotify streams. Uh, so I mean, that was just wow. And it, it also uh, her uh, uh, Pete Davidson was her ex boyfriend. You know, the guy that made the joke about uh, that got the congressman in office. By the way, uh, with the patch, calling him a. Uh, making fun of him and he was a, a, a military hero. Uh, he won. So, uh, there you go. Take that Pete. Go ahead. Make some, you know, you make, make fun of some more people. Let's get them in office. Congratulations. But, uh, the song has generated more than 29 million streams on the Spotify platform. Uh, she can probably do what she wants on Spotify for a little bit of time. And uh, Spotify, I'd like to uh, uh, stream me tapping on the back porch. Okay. Sure. No problem. Take care of yourself. It's okay with me. And this uh, particular story caught me a little off guard. Um, You know the grocery chain uh, Aldi? A-L-D-I? And you know we've we've all we've all gone in a few stores here and there, and some of them are some of them are nice. And of course, of course, Chris Cruz loves it. Of course, he does. Well, there was an Aldi by my house when I lived in Pennsylvania that was really crappy. Now the ones, the couple of them that I've been to uh, in Florida weren't bad. They were okay. The one that we was open by us when I lived in Pennsylvania was not good. But anyway, they have a $17 whiskey, all right, 17-bottle whiskey. It was just named the best in the world, the Aldi whiskey? Come on now. I don't buy it. All right, so the discount supermarket chain has stores in more than 20 countries, just won an award for the best whiskey in the world. At the Spirits Business Scotch Whiskey Masters, Judges bestowed the two gold medals on the Aldi brand, one for its Highland Black Scotch whiskey and another for its Islay, what is it, Islay? I-S-L-A-Y, single malt scotch. Wow. Congratulations to Aldi. Uh, I really find it fascinating that Aldi has the best whiskey in the world. I mean, we have uh, Alamo Premium Distillery. Here in Texas, that's creating their own whiskey, uh, creating their Texas craft whiskey. How about we put the? I'm sure they could have won. They probably just didn't enter. Wasn't worth their time, right? The Alamo Alamo uh, Premium Distillery here in Texas, not worth our time. We'll be fighting who Aldi. Please, should have done it. They should have entered. So, I want to say something to you, Mr. Jeff Fisher. Oh boy. You say you are the king of Uno. Oh, there's no question. Okay. I say I am the king of Uno as well. Yeah, yeah, no, we're gonna have a contest. We'll, we'll have, have a we contest. already did we already said yes I know, to this. I know. But the closest I could get to Uno is actually the people out of the museum that we just talked about. <laughs> so I made a phone call here. I know this is recorded and people say, Oh, crazy. I just pulled my producer's pants on and got you the curator. For the museum, Nick Ricketts. Nice to talk about the museum. Nick and Ricketts, the latest. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Nick, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. So you're the man in charge of the uh, Strong Museum in Rochester, is that right? 
Well, actually, I'm just one of the uh, curators. Don't, at, don't, at don't, don't downplay yourself. Nick. <laughs> don't do it. It's but okay. I am the curator of all board games and card games, so I'm in charge of Uno. Nice. So You're welcome. Is there? Is there? First of all, congratulations to Magic Eight Ball Uno and and Pinball uh, being inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, I I didn't realize that there was. Uh, I knew that w- there had to be some sort of Toy Hall of Fame. I didn't know that you were the actual place for it. Uh, it's a definitely a destination stop now in my life. I have to be there. Yeah. So where uh, are you guys located at? We're uh, upstate New York in the city of Rochester, uh-huh. right in the center of downtown. And um, we've become a destination for many people. Yeah, totally. that's fantastic. Yep. So is there a website where we can go and uh, enjoy some of uh, your inductees' uh, pictures? Ab- absolutely. You just uh, you could Google the Toy Hall of Fame, National Toy Hall of Fame, or we are at uh, strongmuseum.org, um, nationalmuseumofplay.org. Right. Yep. So, uh, museumofplay.org. All right, so That's you right. are in charge of all the card games. Uh, yes. it, do we know, can you answer me this question before we get into the actual Uno debate that we've been having? But uh, is Euchre anywhere close to being in the Hall of Fame? Uh, it's closer than some games. It's funny, because you're in Miami. Euchre is is. From what I know, mostly played in the Northeast and and, and and Southeast Correct. Canada. Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah, I was. Well, I was born in Michigan. Okay, uh, I was born in Michigan, and then uh, you know, I spent. Uh, I got out of there as fast as I could, Nick. I, right. <laughs> uh-huh. But I was forced to play euchre as a child. Me too. And uh, so, I mean, my aunts and uncles—that's all they played, and you you they deal it out and play two cards, and that'd be the you know that that'd be the points, and we'd move on. It wouldn't even play the whole five cards. Yeah, uh, or they'd, they'd go it alone. Yeah, they'd have to go to the you have to go to the break room. They did that during their breaks working in the foundry, so they had to do the games fast. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fast was to play. Yes, they are. So uh, Uno has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. So does that mean that uh, uh, you have a special uh, display of Uno now at the Hall of Fame? Yep, right inside the Hall of Fame. Do you have contests um, for championships and everything there? Uh, no, not really. Once in a while, um, groups of some players, like we've had, um, we've had some chess groups meet here because chess is in the hall of fame. So oh, after that was inducted, I mean, chess, should, um, chess is like the first game probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has pretty to much. Be. Yeah. Chess, yeah. Chess and checkers go right. way back. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So Uno's there and you, and you, we have, uh, you know, chess people stop by, but we need to, uh, create an, an Uno championship. Uh, we sure, I mean, yeah, I'm, we certainly do. To, I'm just trying to help you out. That's yeah, all, I think that's, that's a great for. idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. So, what else? Uh, how many how many displays do you have at the museum now? How many things are actually? How many toys are actually in the Hall of Fame? Okay. Well, just just to let you know, we're we're a lot more than just the Hall of Fame. That's just one of the big exhibits here. Okay. But there are 68 toys now inducted into the. National Toy Hall of Fame. Okay, so you're more. Okay, so now now you're talking down to me. You're telling me that you're more than the Hall of Fame. So tell me what more you are than the Hall of Fame. Oh boy, uh, we are a lot of things. Uh, we publish a scholarly journal, the National, uh, the Journal, American Journal of Play. So that's sort of a okay highbrow end. We are a family history center, but we are the only 
sort of family and children's museum. So lots here for little kids to do that um, ha- that's based on museum collection. Um, the biggest collection of toys, dolls, and games and electronic games in the world. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you, do you own the hotel across the street that where people stay? Well, um, <laughs> we are in the middle of a building project right now, huh. and we have partnered with uh, several... Uh, hotel. Yes, I'm uh, sure you developers. have. Is that how you say it? Yes, I'm sure you and, have. Yeah, they've started construction too. Yeah, good <laughs> for them. They absolutely should. That's a good deal. Um, yep. When uh, how many people now, for your website? If I go to your website, does it have a picture of your of, of all the toys that are in the Hall of Fame? Is or do I have to actually yes. show up? Yep, you can scroll right through them. They're all there. That <laughs> is that is fantastic. We have to uh, try to do a uh, broadcast from you guys. Oh sure! Uh, live there it would be it would be so much fun to go through and see all the toys and uh, mm-hmm. broadcast uh, broadcast through your uh, through your museum. It, mm-hmm. would be, it would be great. Yep. The other exhibits are focused on specific kinds of play or kinds of toys. So there's an exhibit all about video games. There's we, right now we have an exhibit about pinball where you can play pinball. Right. So I was fascinated by uh, the story that I read uh, talking about what uh, what got me hooked on you guys uh it talked about the growth of pinball uh over mm-hmm. the last 10 years has been dramatic mm-hmm. they went from like 500 to fifty-five thousand. yeah yeah it, it really is incredible um we had a, a a member of the the stern family that owns stern pinball in chicago and he came and spoke at our induction this morning so nice. Um, yeah, and he was saying how they're really proud. It's um, everything's made in America, and oh, now they export that. them. They export half of their product. Uh, I mean, they're really proud of that. You know, American made and pinball is basically an American uh, idea. Pin, pinball came out of America, right? That's. I mean, yep. it's iconic. It's, it's stan- yep. It stands for. Uh, it stands for America. Gosh darn it. Yeah, I feel like Everybody I'm part of the pinball family now. That's right. Everybody can play. Yep. Everybody can play it. That's yeah, why. That's right. what's so great about it. And yep. Sure, you can you can have some guy stand there for eight hours and rack up some points, or you can step up and put your quarter up and say, "Back off, my I'm next." Yep. You lose. You I'm up. Time. It's one of those games. It's easy to learn, but difficult to master. Very true. Now I'm looking through a list here. Is pool part of the Hall of Fame? No, I don't you mean think like it billiards? Is. Yeah, bill- yeah, no, it's not. It what is been, going on? Well, I don't know. It's been uh, it's certainly been uh, suggested many times. <laughs> yeah, what are you the can, qualifications? I mean, well, there's basically three qualifications. Um, one is that it has to be around for multiple generations, which we sort of say is roughly I don't know now, but forty years, but. That can vary right. depending on depending on the toy. Um, let's see. It has to have an ele- element uh, of educational fun right. to it. And let's see. The third thing is it has to have what we call icon status. In other words, yeah. be recognizable by most most people. Okay. Like Magic Eight Ball. Of course. Like, oh you know, my gosh! Yeah, Magic Magic Eight Ball was inducted. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. That's why I, I didn't. I failed to mention it when I had you on. I apologize, Nick, because I was oh, really no I was really more no concerned problem. with defeating my producer in Uno. 
Yep. Uh, and we, that, you know, we've got to. St- I'm starting a, a, a war with him on Uno. But the Magic Eight Ball. I mean, there's something that's been around, and uh, every who does it when you see a Magic Eight Ball, no one doesn't pick it up. No, you, know, right. you, you have to pick it up and, and ask it a question. Whether mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And yeah, I mean, look how many jokes have been done with billiards, uh, you know, with pool as you pick up an eight ball and pretend that it's actual the magic eight ball. <laughs> right. I mean, that's fascinating. So if yep. I came up to uh, the Strong Museum, uh, and mm-hmm. I know you're not just the Hall of Fame. Okay, I got it. Right. Um, yep. What's it cost me? What do I got to drop to get in that place? Well, I think it's, a, oh boy, I believe the price may have just changed. Oh, it's no. around 15 bucks per person. That's not bad. No, it's a pretty good deal. It's a really good deal. And for, for like local families or anybody that lives within a s- certain distance, uh, memberships are a super good deal. And so you create, uh, uh, do you have family play nights and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, if you, absolutely. If you, if you don't, I'm just giving you some ideas. Yeah, you know, no, and this weekend, um, in honor of the Hall of Fame this weekend, there's family events going on both Saturday and Sunday. That's fantastic. Nick yep. Rickus, thank you so much for coming on on such short notice. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, my the pleasure, Strong Jeff. Museum, to to uh, uh, museumofplay.org uh, is the website. Go there and uh, check it out. And uh, congratulations to uh, Magic 8 Ball, Uno, and uh, Pinball. If you have more inductees, is, this happens once a year? Yes. Okay. Uh, always so, after Election Day. Oh, there you go. How do we not know this? <laughs> my god all right so we have to we have to keep us uh posted on Absolutely. the possibility how do, all right so when do you release the possible inductees uh there's 12 inductees and they are released at it's at least a, a month ahead of time okay so uh sometime in september you right right all right nick thank you very much man i appreciate it you've been very informative and i and, and very fun and i appreciate it and i hope that great success for the hall of fame and, uh, and all you. the other things i know you're not just the hall of fame i got it thank you you're very welcome <laughs> thanks dude. so much fun talking to the toy hall of fame and uh, Nick Ricketts. And, uh, you know, Chris is just trying to, you know, I put my producer pants on. We appreciate you doing your job. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, and we have to broadcast from there. It would be so much fun. Uh, thanks a lot for coming along for the ride today. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, don't forget uh, social media, hashtag it, Chewing the Fat. Uh, you can follow me at JeffyMRA uh, on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And we've been uh, we've been posting uh, under my story uh, every day, a little pre-show uh, broadcast. So you look for that every day. And then uh, the podcast drops. Uh, well, you know, the podcast drops between four and four p.m. Central, five p.m. Eastern every day. And, uh, you know, be sure that you subscribe and that you rate review and share and you know look i'm not telling you what to do you can do what you want but it's just i'll make it easy for you when you rate it just rate it 20 stars and review it best podcast ever and then share it with anyone you can think of that's all let's make it nice and simple for you okay see you tomorrow don't forget uh, more on trivia if you're listening to this on thursday november 8th 2018 more on trivia tomorrow on pat unleashed uh if you're listening to this at a later date go back and listen to pat's podcast you know when you're done with this one but If you're not done with this one, screw Pat Unleashed, okay? (laughs) I mean, I'm first, all right? Let's never forget that. Ah, you can listen anytime you want. It's okay. See you later. Thanks. (laughs) 